All right, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, Second Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 1. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread quickly and be glorified just as it is with you. Also, pray that we may be rescued from perverse and evil people, for not all are trustworthy. But the Lord is trustworthy, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will keep doing what we command. May the Lord direct your heart into the love of God and into the patience of Messiah. Now, why is it that we need to be rescued and strengthened against the evil one? Because the Bible says that, first of all, we have three enemies. We have the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the Bible says the devil is always looking um, for, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil is the one who causes division. Um, we find that the Bible, uh, like the Bible says, he says, you were dead, uh, Ephesians chapter two and verse one, he says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. At that time, you walked in the way of this world in conformity to the ruler of the domain of the air. You walked according to the ruler of the domain of the air. Now, the print or the prince of the power of the air, that's another translation of it. What is that prince of the power of the air? How does that apply to today? Uh, we're talking about airwaves, the prince of the power of the air, TV, media, movies, music. You see them in the power of the air, the airwaves. Um, the air is a medium. It's a medium through which Satan channels his agenda into the hearts of people. It's a form of programming. It's a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our hearts, what is he doing? He's trying to transform us into the image of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, right? Through holiness, godliness, purity, giving us the mind of Christ, pure in James chapter three, ver, uh, James chapter three, pure, peaceable, gentle, James 3.16, pure, peaceable, gentle, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Well, everything that the Lord does, the devil tries to counterfeit that in some kind of way. You find the same thing with the beast. You find that just as the Lord God of heaven filled the body of Yeshua, you find Satan filling the body of the beast. Every single thing that the Lord Yeshua did, the devil will try to counterfeit. And so what is he doing? He is the prince of the power of the air. He fills the TV, the music, the television, um, and movies with what? With messages that are anti-Christ and anti-God. I mean, when you look at TV today, every single commercial has somebody or every single show has somebody homosexual in it. Every single thing has sexual immorality, cussing, killing, um, rebellion, pride, arrogance, lying. Everything, every single work of the flesh that God warned us will lead to our destruction. Every single element of that we find in what? In, in the music, in the media of the air, the airwaves. On the radio, you find the same thing. He says, uh, now, he says for the, uh, in Galatians chapter 5, he says, for the flesh, in 5 verse 16, he says, but I say, walk by the Ruach, that is by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Ruach, the Spirit, but the Ruach sets its desires against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. 
they are in opposition to one another so that you cannot do what you want. So what happens? The flesh opposes the spirit. The spirit opposes the flesh. He says, but if you are led by the Ruach, you are not under law. Now the deeds of the flesh are clear, right? This is the deeds of the flesh are clear. These are the, these are the behaviors of rebellion against God. He says, sexual immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. He says, I am warning you, just as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so what do we find Satan doing? At every opportunity in music, movies, and television, we find Satan promoting these very things, every kind of sexual immorality, every kind of impurity, every kind of indecency, Every kind of idolatry, worship of material things, worship of power, worship of, of, a, of, a, of human ability and human potential, witchcraft, you find that more and more now, sorcery, you're finding it in the children's cartoons where they're um, uh, worshiping, uh, you know, you being taught how to do magic spells and, um, you know, uh, uh, manga you know, you look the anime and stuff like that, where they're where they're doing all kinds of incantations and and spells. You know, superheroes like in in the Marvel universe. That's all witchcraft. That's all of the the demi. All those superheroes are nothing more than demigods. They're nothing but lowercase g gods. It's like the Greek mythology. And, uh, all those are like the gods of Greek, of Mount Olympus, with Satan as Kronos or Zeus. You know, the head, the chief of of the gods. You see what I mean? And that's that's all the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe are, is. It's just a bunch of uh, quote uh, lowercase g gods. And that's idolatry. And the Lord tells us we're supposed to stay away from that. Um, but that's Satan, once again, trying to fill up our hearts with rebellion against God, because he did, in which he did the same thing in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, he approached Adam and Eve and said, uh, you shall be like gods with the fruit. You can go, God says, don't take the fruit. What does Satan tell him? You can get the fruit, right? He says, you can eat the fruit. He says, eat this fruit and you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. You shall have the power of God. And uh, that's all those superheroes are. So Satan is always trying to promote some type of rebellion or some type of disobedience in the hearts of humanity. Because that is precisely what's going to get us sent to hell. And that's what got Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden. And that's why they died spiritually was because of their rebellion and disobedience against God. And so this is, again, why he says um, in the, uh, again, going back to Ephesians um, chapter 2, he says, you were dead in your trans trans trespasses and sins. At that time, you walked in the way of this world and conforming to the rule of the domain of the air. The ruler of the spirit who is now operating in the sons of disobedience. So that's exactly what Satan does. Satan works disobedience into our hearts. This is why Paul prayed in, in first Thessalonians, second uh, Thessalonians three, that we be protected from that, because that's exactly what Satan does. Satan works disobedience in the hearts of children and in, 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 of humanity. And so the question is, is if I'm rebellious, if I'm disobedient, one thing that I can conclude definitively is that Satan is at work in my heart. 
If I have a disobedient and rebellious heart in any way, I can honestly, without any reservation, say the devil is at work in my heart because Satan is the one who works disobedience into us. While the Holy Spirit works obedience into us. He says, we too all lived among them in the cravings of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. That's what Satan does. Satan always encourages people to indulge the flesh. Indulge yourself, Will. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. Please yourself. Make yourself happy. Do whatever you want to do. Follow your own path. Uh, don't, don't be afraid of the consequences. Do your own will. That's what Satan is always encouraging people to do. In fact, that's one of the main tenets of the Satanic Bible. The, one of the main tenets of the Satanic Bible is do what thou will. That's the law. The Alistair Crawley, that he, uh, do what thou will, do whatever you want to do, indulge the flesh. And so Satan is always trying to get us to do that. Why? Because he says, by nature, we were children of wrath, just like the others. So you have the flesh and you have the spirit. So for the person who is believing in the, uh, who has the Holy Spirit through faith in Yeshua, what happens? They then, what? They, they are born again. They're filled with the spirit, but they still have the their sinful nature which they can now turn away from right because god is always giving us a choice but what does satan try to do in the heart of the believer satan tries to turn the heart of the believer back to fulfilling the lust of the sinful nature thus bringing us back up under the wrath of god you see what i mean that's what satan is always trying to do satan is trying to bring us up under the wrath of god to separate us from the shepherd, because we're like sheep. Sheep have no natural defenses. And so what is, what, who is the protection of the shepherd? Who is the protection of the sheep? The shepherd. The, David said in Psalm 23, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff, the staff are to, to keep the sheep in line and the rod is for the wolves. Well, if you have the sheep who has no natural defenses running off, the wolves are going to what? Eat him. You see what I'm saying? So this is precisely what Satan tries to do. Satan tries to peel us away from the shepherd. He tries to peel us away, tries to get us to go away from the shepherd. So he says, by nature, we were children of wrath, just like the others. And so this is what Satan tries to do. He tries to bring us up under the, um, he tries to bring us back under the, uh, under the desires to fulfill the desires of our of our flesh. And he is always trying to work disobedience in us. And so we have to be very, very careful. This is why, again, the message that our Lord Jesus Christ preaches to us is the fact that we must be uh, set apart. We must be, we must be set apart. We must be set apart to God. We must live holy. We must live godly. We must live pure. We must live obedient lives. We must hate what is evil and love what is good. We must stay away from it because anything of impurity will lead us into greater and greater impurity. The Bible says um, a little bit of leaven, leaven of the whole lump. And Satan is always trying to f just drop an idea into our mind of rebellion and let that let that idea germinate and grow and grow and grow into something more. Another thing that the devil does is he causes uh, division among brothers and sisters. You find this in Second Corinthians in chapter uh, three, Second uh, Corinthians chapter two. Um, 
from 1 through 11, but the last part is 11. He says, so I made up my mind that I would not come to you again, causing sorrow. For if I cause you sorrow, then who is there cheering me on but the one who I have made sorrowful? And I wrote this very thing to you so that when I came, I wouldn't have sorrow from those who ought to make me rejoice. Having confidence in you, all that my having confidence in you all that my joy is yours, for out of much distress and anguish of heart I wrote to you with many tears, not to make you sorrowful, but to let you know the love that I especially have for you. For but if anyone has caused sorrow, he has caused sorrow not to me, but to some extent, not to exaggerate to all of you. For such a person, this punishment by the majority is enough. So instead you should forgive him and encourage him. Otherwise, such a person might be swallowed up by excessive sorrow. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. For to this end, I also wrote that I might know your character, whether you are obedient in all things. Now, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. For indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, I did it for you in the presence of Messiah, so that we are not outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes." What are the schemes of Satan? The schemes of Satan are what? To cause division, to cause, to nurture bitterness and unforgiveness. That's what Satan does. When, when when Satan will try to, somebody offends you or somebody does wrong to you, what the devil will do is he will cause you to nurture that thing, to hold on to bitterness, to hold on to it, because that's all bitterness is. All bitterness is, is cherished anger. Uh, we, we see that in Job in chapter 36, if I'm not mistaken, Job in chapter 36, the um, bitterness and unforgiveness, we find that uh, bitterness is nothing more than cherished anger. That's all they do. Um, he says in, in Job 36, verse 13, he says, the godless in heart, this is the ESV version, the godless in heart, cherish anger. The godless cherish anger in their heart. They cherish it. They nurture it. They, they feed it. They massage it. They comfort it. They pet it. They encourage it. They, they want to hold on to it. That's what bitterness is. It's, it's a form of idolatry, and that's exactly what the devil tries to do. What the devil wants to do is to keep you nurturing that bitterness and nurturing that grudge, nurturing that unforgiveness. Why? So that way there'll be division among the brothers in the church. All the denominationalism that we see today, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, all this stuff, all these different denominations that can't get along, don't want to talk to each other, don't want to have nothing to do with each other, all that is the work of the devil. All of it is because there is no way that when Paul says in Philippians in chapter two, that you're supposed to be of the same mind, having the same love, the same understanding and so on. There's no way that that command is supposed to be disobeyed. We're supposed to be thinking the same thing, speaking the same thing, following the same path, which is the way of holiness. Who without holiness, the Bible says, no man shall see God. So, but Satan tries to create division in the church. But where does he first begin that division? He begins that division at home. When we rebel, when, when children rebel against their parents, that's the devil. When the wife rebels against her husband, that's of the devil. When the husband rebels against Christ, that's of the devil. And, and, and when, we do, when we rebel against the authority that God gives us, what happens? We bring Satan straight into our home. 
You see, Satan was the very first rebel in heaven. So all rebellion finds its roots in Satan, the devil. Every single aspect of rebellion finds its ultimate root in the devil. And this is why obedience is so obedience and submission is so important. But that's what he does. He creates division. He'll whisper. He'll send somebody to whisper in somebody's ear. You don't have to listen to that, brother. You don't have to do that. He's just trying to talk down to you. He's just trying to control you. He's just trying to use you. You don't have to submit to that pastor. You don't have to. You don't have to love your wife. Go ahead and go ahead and sleep around. You know your wife doesn't have to know. Go ahead. Don't spend time with your children. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know. They think they're better than you. They think their doctrine's better than you, better than yours. And oh, they're trying to take your church away from you. Oh, they're trying to, they're just trying to do this. Yeah, divide, divide. Yeah, go your own way. Start your own thing. You don't need them. You don't need them. And they, they don't appreciate you. They don't love you. They don't, they're not grateful for you. That's what the devil does. He whispers in people's ear to try to get brother to turn against brother. This is why Paul says, we're not unaware of what the devil does. We're not unaware of his schemes. So in order to defeat Satan, we have to forgive each other. That's one thing. We have to we have to be obedient to the commandments of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. And we have to do what? We have to forgive our brothers and sisters when they wrong us. We have to forgive immediately and, and let the Lord God of heaven work through us. Say, Lord, give me power to forgive everyone who wrongs me. If they wrong me 70 times 7, 490 times in one day. Lord, give me the power to forgive 490 times in one day. Give me the power to forgive. In other words, unlimited forgiveness. Now, it doesn't mean that we'll have the same kind of relationship. No. You know, somebody breaks into our house and steals and does that, and they don't repent of that stealing and theft. You know I mean, you're not going to have dinner at my house the next night. You saying because you're a thief. But the bottom line is, is that the bottom line is that I forgive him. I forgive him. And we keep on forgiving and we bring reconciliation. This is why we, Paul even says it later on that uh, do not let the sun go down on your anger. That forgive quickly. Forgive. Don't go to sleep angry. Don't go to bed angry at somebody. Forgive before the sun goes down. So that way the devil won't, give the, um, won't give, get a foothold. And um, Paul says that also in... Ephesians, he also says that he says, do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil a foothold. Um, Oh, yeah, here we go. Ephesians chapter four and verse 25. He says, so lay aside lying. That's of the devil. If you lie, you're of the devil. So lay aside lying because that's what the devil is. He's a liar. So lay aside. uh, So lay aside lying. And each one of you speak truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another. Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, nor give the devil a foothold. You see, a foothold. You, if, if you got a foothold, is all, like a picture of that, is when you're trying to shut the door and somebody puts their foot in it to stop you from closing the door. You see, that's what the devil does. You give the devil an opening, he's going to come in and he's going to bring all his wickedness in with him. So if I hold on to a grudge, something that my wife did, something that my husband did, something that my boss did, something that my family did, something that my parents did, whatever they did, if I hold on to that grudge, I give the devil a foothold into my life through which he can pump more of his wickedness into my heart. I give him an opening like uh, like World War II, a beachhead. I, he, I'm giving him the beach, 
of Normandy with which he can bring all his forces into my life. And that's exactly what we don't want. We want the door to be shut and we want to be shut by the Lord. For the Bible says, he who the Lord shuts doors, no man can open and opens doors, no man can shut. So we want the Lord to shut that door forever. The door of, the door of offense, we want him to shut that door. We don't want to keep that door open and then let the devil creep in and sneak in and, and fill, uh, pump our lives full of his wickedness and bitterness. Because that's exactly what he's going to do. Bitterness is going to turn to anger. And then what's going to happen? Last, uh, lastly... In Hebrews in chapter, uh, Hebrews in chapter um, 13, uh, I think it's either Hebrews chapter 13 or Hebrews in chapter 12, the Bible says, uh, when he talks about not being like Esau, and not letting the root of bitterness take hold and thus many be defiled. And we have to be very careful of that. He says, don't let bitterness, don't, don't allow the root of bitterness to take hold of us. He says, lest what happened, a brood of bitterness spring up and many people be defiled. And I know that that's there in Hebrews in chapter 12, and, tw chapters 12 and 13. Where is it? Where is it? Give me one second. Let marriage be honored by all. The Lord, remember, consider the outcome. We have an altar no one can eat. Maybe. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yes. Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 12. He says, therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame will not be pulled out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue shalom, that's peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be pursuing. Holiness as set apartness to God. It's just like Satan trying to keep us bound under sin, but holiness separates us from sin. It separates us from Satan to God. That's what holiness does. Holiness, holiness versus sinfulness. Sinfulness, you belong to Satan. Holiness, you belong to God. He says, pursue shalom with everyone and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and see to it that no bitter root springs up and causes trouble and by it many be defiled. So that's what, again, that's what we're trying to avoid. Satan will try to put that root of bitterness in a person's heart, try to massage and nurture that offense. And then what happens? Anger, rage, malice, slander, all that stuff, all those fruits come from that tree that Satan planted in that person's heart. And what happens? It, everybody's defiled. Husband's defiled. Wife is defiled. Children defiled. Church community is defiled. Everybody's defiled. Everybody's poisoned by that bitterness. And that's exactly what Satan wants to destroy the church. So bitterness, he, he nurtures that bitterness in a person's heart. So we have to be forgiving. We have to be obedient. We have to pursue holiness. And you find a picture of that again with the children of Israel leaving Egypt. What were they doing? They were under the control of Satan. Pharaoh's a picture of Satan. And what, what did the Lord Yeshua do for them? Delivered them from the power of Satan into his power to set them apart to him. That's holiness. He said, you shall be holy. Why? For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Not Catholic, not Protestant, not any of those denominations. He called us to be holy, for he himself is holy. And that's what we have to be.
and avoid the devil's schemes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to be holy as you are holy. Help us to live for you and to walk on your paths, Lord. Help us to be filled with your Holy Spirit, God. We love you and we praise you. We want to do your will. We want to be set apart. Help us to see clearly when the devil is at work. Help us to have discernment, Lord, to see when the devil is trying to bring division in a home, division, confusion, Father, and rebellion. Help us, Lord God Almighty, to uh, live holy and godly for you. We praise you and we thank you. In the name of Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. Amen.